Suppose you've had one of those nightmares. Tell me, what was it about? It's only fragments. Nothing's clear. You've been fighting the Harkonnens for decades. My family's been fighting them for centuries. Your blood comes from dukes and great houses. Here, we're equal. What we do, we do for the benefit of all. Well, I'd very much like to be equal to you. Maybe I'll show you the way. Deal with this prophet. Send assassins. Fade, Rotha. He's psychotic. I see possible futures all at once. And in so many futures, our enemies prevail. But I do see a way. There is a narrow way through. has not yet seen the ultimate power. I want you to know I will love you as long as I breathe. You will never lose me as long as you stay who you are. Consider what you're about to do, you Paul Atreides. Silence! This prophecy is how they enslave us! to the last minute details. That's what I'm talking about! That's why he's the MVP! That's why he's the GOAT! The GOAT! <laughs> because I like Order. it! Hell, I love it! I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm just itching. I'm, 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 I'm itching to do it again. And you think, what you think? You're gonna send me to a nut house? Some doctor, they're gonna get me to stop from doing what I want to do? Well, that ain't happening! Not on my and welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have our official review for Dune Part 2, directed by Denis Villeneuve. We are going to get started with the movie here today, but before we talk about this film, I am joined by some guests from the Cinemania World team. First, we have... From Candid Cinema, we have Manda. Hello. Hey, let the spice flow. I'm so excited to be on this review with you guys because this was truly something special. It's very good to have you here, Manda. Talk about some spices. Mm -hmm. 
We're also joined from the box office report show and YouTube. We have Larry Chili Boy Chilsan. Hello. Hey, what's up? It's very good to have you here as well, Larry. And lastly, we have from Film Posers and the Cinemania World team, we have Josie. Josie, hello. Timote Shalame! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hello. Hi. Today I'm not Josie Marie. Today I am Desert Mouse. And yeah, we're excited to talk about Dune. Very good to have you back here, <laughs> Josie. Also, yeah. I was eating um, Magnolia Bakery banana pudding, but out of respect for the podcast, I put it away in the fridge during the trailer. Oh, man. Listen. <laughs> that damn trailer. It hits so much differently after you watch the film. I was thinking about that. And it's um, like so many little things that they, you know, Easter eggs kind of thing in the trailer. Yeah, I was wondering... Film. I couldn't place, I couldn't describe exactly because part of me is like, it feels like it's selling you a different movie, but it's also not. It just feels, mm-hmm. you're listening to the trailer after watching it, you start to realize so many things that they're trying to play with in the trailer. Yeah, and I dig it. Oh, man. All right, guys, we are here to talk about Dune Part 2 before we get started with everyone's thoughts. We are so back, everybody. This has been the worst start to the year. Thank God for Denis. Thank God for Timothy. Thank God for Zendaya. Thank God for my boy Austin Butler. Forget about what I said about you for Elvis. Just forget about it. He's so freaky. Amazing. Uh, Yeah, just we're back. Movie theaters are not dying. I thought it was back in like February, early February, but we're not. We're here and I'm so happy. Let's get started with the actual review here. I want to get you guys' thoughts on the movie. I'll get a quick bio here from IMDb. Paul Atreides unites the Shawnee, oh, unites with Shawnee and the Fremen while seeking revenge against the conspirators who destroyed his family. Of course, written directed by Denis Villeneuve, stars Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson, Florence Pugh, Javier Bardem, Josh Brolin. A lot. There's a lot of cast and Deas. Everybody's in this thing. And okay, let's get into some thoughts for the movie. I'll start with you, Larry, my box office pro. What did you think about Dune Part Two? Um. Okay. Am I ready to get lit up? Wait, what? Mm. No, I'm just kidding. I was about to say I saw your reviews. I was like, I beg your pardon. No, I thankfully loved it. I feel like if you loved the first part one, the first one, mm-hmm. there's I did. literally no way that you don't yeah. love this one. And that was like top four favorite movies of 2021 for me. I mm-hmm. adored the first Dune. Mm-hmm. And this is at the very least just as good. I don't know. What is going on here? But Denis is able to capture blockbuster scale in a fashion that is just otherworldly. It's insane what he is able to do in this mm-hmm. film. And once again, we just got to talk about it. it. He kept the budget under $200 million again. And y'all are out here spending two over twice as much as this. And for what? Disney. I'm looking at you. 
Um, but no, the movie just looks so good. But what I think what really works here, other than just the beautiful visuals, the amazing score, the beautiful cinematography, mm-hmm. is that it's all grounded in these allegories and themes that work really well like they're really well developed obviously they come from a pretty dense book itself um but they're adapted so well to the screen here and you're really invested in paul and his journey as well as like chani and her journey as well that the character work i thought was was really strong here and i think some people maybe had a a problem with that they didn't care about the characters in the first one i did i, I don't know wrong yeah i don't really that. understand that argument I do. um but again i think that he does such a good job with the characters here mm-hmm. that you won't you won't have that same problem again and if you thought it was lacking in action in that first one because that was the other big complaint like there was mm-hmm. not enough action blah 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 the entire third act of this movie is just a long, epic, like set crazy piece. action mm-hmm. set, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. So I loved it. I can't wait to see it again. Yes. Uh, I have already booked two more uh, times to see it this weekend. I ordered a hoodie. This is It's getting crazy out here. I'm just putting money into this movie now. And... um. Oh, I echo everything you said. Let's go over to Manda, your thoughts on Dune Part 2. Oh, I agree with everything that was said. I absolutely loved this. Um, while you were watching it, even within the first, I guess, 5-10 minutes, you just feel like this is going to be something special. Um, and I do think that everything that Denis has done in his other films was also incorporated here. He can create this giant sci-fi epic with these you know, weird creatures and incredible like spaceship designs and then still grounded in some uh, humanity. And I think that that's what's so special. And you build that emotional connection with Chani and and with Paul as well. It's also a romance uh, between them while like the political chaos is going on. And I just think that every single element worked so well together. I think Greg Fraser's cinematography was like even better in this than the first one, which is just mind blowing. Um, But I loved everything about it. I think everyone had fair screen time, even like the character introductions of like Princess Arulin and and Fade Rotha, they came in at the right time and they just made an impact with how little that they did have. but I, I loved everything. I was at the edge of my seat. There's a level of intensity that comes in within the last 30 minutes of this film, mm-hmm. last 45, that I was like, I couldn't breathe. Um, I felt like the world was ending. You know what I mean? Like everything about oh, with this, what was happening in the movie. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yeah. Like the last like 45, I was just like, oh my Leak. gosh. I knew what was Leak. going to happen because I read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but as Larry said, it's it's a very dense book to adapt and i think denis just made it very straightforward um and really explored these themes quite well to make this sci-fi epic uh universal for everyone to kind of understand and appreciate uh Hmm. what he did so i loved it i can't wait to go watch it again so is this is okay so part two i i i i bought the book the i bought the book like way back in 2021 and yeah. I have not touched it since, like, well, because it's, I don't know. Everybody, everybody's reviews was like, it's like really, really slow. And I was like, oh, man, but it's, it it's, it's on my shelf somewhere. But, 
Okay, so what is is these two movies? Is that the first? Is that just one book or is it just two books? It's one book. Yeah, it's, it's one book. Okay. Yeah. okay, and then Messiah is like what comes next? Yes, yeah. it's the okay. second book. So to echo what Amanda said about like the the, like, the last forty five minutes and how like it's a little, I, I would say like bleak the way it kind of starts to wrap up mm-hmm. um, with everything that's happening. But then like. I kind of put the pieces together because I was like, well, you know, if the next book is called Dune Messiah, this makes sense. But when it was happening, I was like, oh my God, I don't want to, I don't want to see this. Like not in that, not, not in like a sense where like Madam Webb or anything like that. But like, I mean, like, I don't want to like see a character goes down a path and I was like, oh, I don't know if I like this, but I was very invested in it, you know, even throughout that feeling but i think it makes sense within the story and how it kind of sets everything up but uh yeah i also echo everything you said manda and lastly let's go to you josie your thoughts on dune part two i echo the same things i've mentioned i enjoyed my time with this film there was definitely a moment that i was clutching my chest because i just felt like i was having a religious experience um i won't say what scene it is Mm -hmm. (laughs) but (laughs) Um. Yeah, it's a technical marvel. You can definitely see the influence that he took from his own previous work, but also there's a lot of Star Wars. There's hints of Lord of the Rings. At least for me, I haven't felt such anticipation for battle in cinematography, <laughs> like in a film, mm-hmm. since Lord of the Rings. Sorry. <clears throat> and I also like it echoed a bit of. The Hunger Games for me, which is might be a stretch for me to say, but uh, the Capitals architecture, I did see it um, in that other world, but um, also the Black Sun. <laughs> 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 Blow me away. Blow me away. <laughs> I, um, so for me, there's like so many thoughts for the movie that I thought I was going to like be able to convey once you guys were all finished giving your thoughts on it but i also absolutely loved the movie it was really nice to see it with a full packed theater on sunday i wasn't able to go to the screening and i don't know if the screening had an audience larry you went to that did that and you did too josie right like did that have like was it like press and people um... For mine was press. I saw it pretty early because we got it. So ours was for Rotten Tomato certified critics because mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. wanted that <laughs> fresh. Yeah, rate. they wanted those. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. y'all's, y'all, y'all's reaction has been all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. So ours was a Rotten Tomato screening and mm-hmm. people laughed. People like there were reactions. It was a packed theater. Okay. It, yeah. Considerably small compared to a regular movie going theater, but um, mm-hmm. still. I think it has about 15 rows and they were all full. Yeah. So I am kind of glad that I didn't go on Tuesday because my press screenings, if if they do press and, you know, um, public, then it's oh like, my gosh, usually... wait, sorry. I just remember something. Can I interject real quick? You go ahead. I saw this movie during a snowstorm. <laughs> I just this remembered time. this. <laughs> there was a snowstorm that day, and I was like, "Am I really going out to see Doom Part 2 I would have still, and know. I did. Because <laughs> we got the tail end of that snowstorm. Yeah. So all time, I can but... tell you is, is this movie worth 
going through a snowstorm for? Yes. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. Um. Yeah. So I. I'm just not. Ha- I'm. I'm. I'm glad that I didn't go on Tuesday because my press screenings are usually like full of all people, and they kind of just don't react to anything. They're just like desensitized to like movies. I think, and they just don't. Yeah, I had do a good anything. mix. I had right. a good mix. So, like, luckily, No Way Home. I saw it with like them. It was like, uh, and then I saw it like with the you know opening night, and compared to that, so I'm glad that I saw this with like full public on Sunday. They were reacting. They some people were reciting the damn Nicole Kidman. You know, there's like a scene in the trailer that I've been talking about. Everyone's been talking about who's seen it. Um, of Paula Trades that like my theater was like, what the like they all like had a reaction, a visceral reaction to it. And yeah, I I'm glad it was a great first experience of watching it. And that's always so important to me when it comes to like movies that I love. Like, what was the first, like, what was the experience watching it for the first time? And uh, stuff like Across the Spider-Verse, I was with, you know, Into the Spider-Verse, I was with a a good crowd. Um, And then stuff like Endgame wasn't a great experience because of the theater, but it was still a packed audience. So, you know, that that was great. So I'm just glad. You know, the theater was terrible because it was the downtown theater in Boston that Alex and I hate. And the screen was like two by two. It was was atrocious, but (laughs) (laughs) it was atrocious. Um, But yeah, so I am glad that I I had this experience, you know, close to the heart on Sunday. It was so, so good. Um, The movie itself, everyone has said it's a technical marvel. Uh, It's a visually, it's incredible. This, uh, this black and white world they go into for the Harkonnens, like, oh my Lord, I, I don't want to be cliche, be like, oh, I want like a something for that. But like, if I if we did get something with it set in just in that world and the way it looks, they do this thing with like fireworks, and I was like, whoa, my god, it just looked incredible. Like I I wanted to be in that more, and that was just that's just a, that's just a testament on Denis and Greg Frazier and everyone involved with make, with creating that world. And the it's world like a new technique. Arachis. I think it's it like, was so cool. It was so but, cool. Uh, alpha red like i think they use like infrared and transpose it to black and white i mean it's a different technique than just yeah your just ordinary black and white, black and white. it was oh, nuts man. it looks it so was... cool <laughs> and on an imax screen it's like it's like it's the it's the clearest picture it just looked so good like there's this whole battle sequence over there and i just really wanted to stay there it was just incredible um you saw like Leah Sato in that in that scene and Florence Pugh and of course Austin Butler is that's the introduction scene it was just great um and yeah the performances this time around I mean I I know people there's a lot of people who had issues with Timothy's performance in the first one I don't get it you know especially when he's supposed to be like a kind of excuse me it, yeah you know no talk to way. Alex talk to Alex go ahead so but anyway a lot of people did <laughs> yeah and, and now they're saying like after watching Doom Part 2 they're like wow Timothy can finally act and I'm like wait what <laughs> like what are you talking about <laughs> well I just Say it think to my that face his I just think his character needed to be like a, how do I say? In the first one, he's like timid and, you know, he's, he's reserved a, I mean, a little bit. That's the whole he's point. Yeah. He's yeah. a sheltered yeah. prince. Yeah. And then like in this one, <laughs> I think both performances are great because of the first one, he's supposed to be, like you said, a sheltered prince, timid, 
reserved. And I think this one is when he has to actually be more of himself and, you know, he has to be more assertive. And by the end, I was like, oh man, this is like, I know y'all was, I know y'all, you know, y'all curbed him because he was too young for calling by your name, but like, come on now. (laughs) Like this, this this performance was great Hmm. in the, in, in the film. Everybody's performance was great. Well, I heard a lot of people being like, he just, he doesn't look like the action star for this movie and that first one too. I don't agree. And it was so (laughs) one. It was so stupid. Just like, okay, what does an action star look like? I oh god, that just made me so mad. But you, one that wasn't really that much of an action movie, and he killed it. And this movie, Mm. all that needs to be put to rest. I mean, he kills the action scenes that he gets Mm. in this movie. That last like hand to hand combat scene we get here with him is so good. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. There's. I'm not going to say anything beyond this, but it keeps driving me crazy. I need to watch it again. I've only seen it once, but I'm pretty sure there's a continuation error in that hand-to-hand combat scene. Oh, wow. And it drives me nuts. I was thinking you're about to bring up a, I think you're thinking that you're about to bring up like a dope sequence of that scene or something. You're like, nah, she I see an error. No, there's a continuation <laughs> error. Me, I got your ass. Larry, you don't understand. It's so bad. I'll mention it when we stop recording. But to anyone that's listening, I'm sorry. You'll eventually notice. Or maybe you won't. <laughs> maybe you won't. Um, yeah, speaking of that, speaking of it, the action for him is like, I think... My favorite scene. It's like, yeah, well, I think because he... <laughs> people don't see, probably don't see him as an action star because when you think of an action star, you think of like a Jason Statham who's all stock, you know, stocky and big. Jason Momoa from the yeah, first yeah, like, no Rachel like, Zegler won action star of the year or whatever, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, and I she, love that she came out and said, "I voted <laughs> for Keanu." <laughs> I um, but I think I think Paul, what works for Timothy is that he's skinny and he's like fast. Exactly, I, it, it's Paul. Yeah. It's that Paul isn't supposed to be like this action type build or anything. Paul is yeah. a fraud. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah. the less like the image you'd have in your head, the better. Honestly, I think the casting choice was very smart. It yeah. was a weird criticism. I really, I didn't understand it. I thought mm-hmm. people completely misread the movie, the character, everything about it. With what they were saying. Let him, let him float on with the spice and the riz. Zendaya said he ain't got as much riz as my man, but um, so nobody's got as questions. much riz as Tom Holland, even if he <laughs> says he doesn't. <laughs> uh, they start, they try to get He's her to humble. say Timothy bad, and she said, "Nah, I'm gonna say my man." Sorry, um, but speaking of speaking of that, can we go back to getting some like journalists for some of these interviews? Oh, though oh they've been trying to get all this cast, and it's ridiculous. Oh these TikTokers, whatever. Um, well, Z, I thought she killed it too, though. Well, I thought she was great. She was I, I said her her arc in the movie, and I feel like it, it even I feel like it kind of ends with like her as well too. Mm-hmm. I feel all of that just reminded me of Gwen Stacy and Across the Spider-Verse. And I think it's warranted because it's still Paul's story. Like people who came out of Across the Spider-Verse like, oh my God, it wasn't mine. It, it was still Miles' story. But this movie is about the overarching um, the overarching tale for everybody. So I think it, I think it works as far as like her character being kind of the beat in between, you know, um, Paul's like, transformation or whatever like that and i completely i I loved her performance i was glad that we got a lot more of her in here i understood 
the first one because a lot of book readers were like, you're not going to see a lot of Zendaya in the first one. So I understood that, you know, especially because the way it ends is like Paul's in the Fremen now. So this is where, you know, this one is where she has the time to shine. And I thought she did. I thought it was, I thought she was great. I also want to just comment on, I thought there was a lot of humor in this one that I really liked though from Javier Bardem. I don't remember him being like all funny in the first one, but uh, this one, he has like a lot of time to be, uh, to be him and and charismatic and funny. And I thought it was great. My audience was laughing for a lot of scenes, so... He became my favorite character by the end of this. Like, yeah, I love Stillbear yeah. now. Like, he's so great. Oh, my. Yeah. So, speaking of that, what other uh, kind of, I guess, performances and characters that worked for you, Amanda? Oh, Fade Rotha. And then oh, a little man. bit Listen. of... Oh, <laughs> Like, he came out of nowhere, Austin Butler. And I, not that he came out of nowhere. How can I put this? Like, Fade Rotha in the book, like, he has that presence and he's so menacing. But I just didn't expect him to take it where he took it. Um, I loved him. I really love Leah Sadu with the five seconds that she had for reasons. Um, five was, seconds? You want to talk about five what? seconds? Not Anya? What? I know. <laughs> I know, I know. There's so many things. Everyone was yeah. so good. It's hard. I think I'm going to give a shout out to Rebecca Ferguson because oh, yeah. she continues to blow my mind. Um, and she held, she held this man. Like she was scary as hell in this one. And mm. I really liked her. Uh, but yeah, everyone did a great job. I also really liked Florence Pugh. I didn't think we were going to get a lot of Florence Pugh, but we did. And I, I really liked her princess um, in the, in the film. But as far as my favorite performance, God bless Zendaya and Timothy and Rebecca, but I can't believe it was Austin Butler. I, I really cannot believe when, because I'm waiting. This it was like a long time before we get into Fade. So when they set him up, and you know, you got the scene in the trailer of Florence is like he's psychotic or something like that. Then they, you know, you get to him, and like the first shot is like. There's like so many girls on my screening who just like kind of gasp because the first shot of him is like his, is like his abs. And I was like, you know, rightfully so. But there was an awakening, at least for me, when he's like on screen. It was so good. It was so good. His villain, um, I thought he was fantastic. Uh, one minor nitpick, I guess I would have for the movie. My only complaint for it, it's really small, but I just did not like Dave Bautista at all. Um, it felt like Dune Drax, um, just mm -hmm. screaming, and I was like, I'm not vibing with. And I liked him in the first one. He's a little bit more soft spoken, kind of like a reserved, you know, henchman to the whatever. But like I, this one, they they just had him scream so much, and it just reminded me of Drax. And I was like, I wanted a little bit more with his character. And then like he just like the way he his character i don't know i don't want to spoil but it just it just happens and yeah i don't know i just i guess the stuff with him just didn't really work for me um did anyone i'll, I'll go to you larry did, was there anything in the movie although we all loved it did, was there anything that didn't work for you at all i mean i agree with you i feel like i've actually been hearing some praise for Dave Bautista, mm, uh, and i think it's <laughs> easily the weakest performance of like the you know primary cast here because i agree with you i kind of was like oof, i don't know this feels like a really shallow kind of 
it felt out of place almost amongst yes. like the rest. Yeah. Uh, so I agree. His his was the one performance that felt a little bit off um, in comparison, especially when you're between like Stellan Skarsgård and uh, Austin Butler doing these really intimidating characters. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish we had gotten more of Stellan Skarsgård a little bit, but because um, I think he's so good as that character mm-hmm. and so intimidating. <laughs> um, but no, the only the only minor nitpicks I have, I do think. It has to, just by the structure of the story, mm-hmm. we have to take a long time really establishing at the opening. So that first act, yeah. uh, I think it drags a little bit. So that's where I think you kind of feel their time a little bit. Yeah. It's not yeah. much. It's pretty minor for me. But I do think the first act, before we get back to the Harkonnen, mm-hmm. it, it kind of feels like, all right, we, we spent a lot of time with this training. We spent a lot of time like, you know, with Timothy out here with these Fremen. And maybe if they had intercut more of what was going on elsewhere, it, mm-hmm. it would have helped with that pacing. Um, but then once we get back to the Harkonnen, I mean, it just starts flying. Like, it just feels like no time goes by. Yeah. And then yeah. my other thing is just, it can't be helped either because it's from the book. So... <laughs> well, I feel like I know what you're going to say, but go ahead. I feel it's like the, I know. It's a book problem. Um, yeah. it's the It's the sister thing. It's just a little bit... It's so weird to translate, first of all, to me. Like, oh my gosh, yes, I absolutely did not like that. Wait, the sister thing? The sister. Oh, why are you showing a fetus on screen? I literally walked to Miss. I got to again. I was in a (laughs) snow. I was in no, no. I was in a snowstorm. I was walking to the screening. I arrived a little bit late. As soon as I walk into the theater, it's completely dark, and all I see on the screen is a fetus. And I'm like, am I in the right place? Uh, like, yeah, I get okay. it's so hard to it's hard to adapt because you literally have this woman character yeah. speaking yeah. like yeah, they kind of gave her a voice. Like, what's they're giving her a voice. <laughs> like, so what? they go but back. They did it well with the voice. Why yeah. show the fetus? We already know and what's happening. <laughs> and I remember some people were thinking they were going to CGI Anya Taylor Joy's head on the feet. Oh, oh my god! Which be- thank God they didn't do no oh, bullish like that. that. That's who I was playing. I didn't even put that together. Yes, that's Anya Taylor Joy's character as the fetus. Um, Does she come back in the next one? I'm just so the only reason we see her is through like a vision. Like you know how Zendaya happens in the first one. That's kind of what Anya has in this movie. Her one scene. If you're coming in Mm. here for Anya Taylor Joy, you're gonna be heavily disappointed. She literally has a scene. The most you're gonna get from Anya and Drive Away Dolls. Yeah, the the most you're gonna get from Anya Taylor Joy is if they show the Furiosa trailer before the movie. (laughs) They did with mine. (laughs) Yeah, so that's it. Yeah, it's just that one scene with her, but like she's technically is in the movie because people were like, oh, it's just her voice. No, she does have a small scene. And I was genuinely surprised that I saw her face. I'm like, you go, girl, get that check. But the way they did it, I don't know, because they so they switch back and forth between like literally showing the fetus when it's <laughs> to having Rebecca Ferguson just kind of say what the what the fetus wants her to say. Yeah. And it just is so red. So I know it's hard. Again, I know like your hands are a little bit tied because that's a really weird thing to try to bring to a visual medium, having mm. this woman like speaking with her unborn child and it's okay. just have her whisper to 
it like freaking Voldemort in the first movie, but don't <laughs> give us oh, a feed. The, the audience had to understand it what was like, she was doing. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was a little jarring because, like, you know, the the Phoenix is like a full grown woman voice. I was, like, I was, it, it took me out a little bit. It's like kind of moving a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> she's wise beyond her years. I get it. I the get only it. thing, the only time they really needed to show it was when she drinks a certain something and they kind of yeah. wanted to visually depict the, the effect. That's the only time I think it was warranted. Mm-hmm. And then my final nitpick is a nitpick we had with the first one. I know some people think it's, you know, we're being a little bit preachy. Mm-hmm. I still wish we had more Middle Eastern actors on screen. Um, yes. Just because yeah. this world, including, again, the book, literally yeah. the book is based, was taken from their culture and so much mm-hmm. of the Fremen and what happens on that and literally taking quote unquote spice, aka oil, from their land. Um, yeah. is I mean, it's it's rooted in Middle Eastern culture. So I just... I wish we could have found ways to, to put more of them on screen in, in mm-hmm. prominent roles and have them there. But um, yeah, that's it. Uh, Instead, they put a Spanish man as one of the leaders. Oh, <laughs> stop, Josie! <laughs> oh, wow. Josie, uh, do you have any issues at all? Uh, the fetus. Okay. <laughs> um, so that, I, I feel the same gonna... way about... Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I feel the same way about Dave Bautista. Um, my favorite mm. character was Austin Butler, so I'm on that same train, too. Mm-hmm. Um, one performance, well, two performances, I wasn't as pumped up on were Christopher Walken and Florence Pugh. Okay. I wish, I know the characters, it was hard to be able to give them enough material, mm-hmm. but I wasn't able to get fully on board with them because it's a me problem i'll admit it i couldn't see the characters i just kept seeing actors in costumes but it was just with them which was very weird and i don't I can know understand why. that I can, yeah yeah i can understand that i, um, I, I kept hearing like because christopher walken just doesn't change his voice christopher yeah. walken so all i hear is more cowbell like every five minutes <laughs> more cowbell more speak- Speaking of that, remember when Austin was like, I can't stop doing the Elvis voice? Yeah, and then he does a weird voice for this one, too. And I'm like, you little freaky. But the Elvis voice peaked out, I think, once. It once. And I started howling. I was like secretly howling. I was like, oh, my God, he just can't help it. It was like. so bad. uh, Yeah. But it's not prevalent. But it's like one little. It was like a little twang in one of his like sentences. I was like, oh, oh my gosh. I remember my reaction went a little, just a little viral. And someone replied, wait, because I mentioned Austin Butler. And someone was like, how many times does he stick out his tongue? And I'm like, why are you asking? Oh, yeah. That trailer, the trailer shot of the like the tongue. Yeah, it's only yeah. once. So if anyone's listening to this and they're yeah. looking forward to that, it's only once. I'm sorry. It's a long time, too, though. He's, yeah. He keeps it out for a while. <laughs> no, because I just I saw it and I was like, why, why is it so long? Like, why are you keeping it out for so long? Long. It was weird, but uh, what about weird. you, Amanda? Anything that didn't work out? Um, I agree with the whole Dave Batista thing. I just I didn't care for him in this one at all. Uh, Christopher Walken was another one because yeah, I would agree with he, that one too. Christopher Walken, he, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when he had more lines towards the end, I turned to a friend of mine. I literally said, "I can't like it's just his voice. 
And yeah, like they yeah. did nothing to change his hair. They did nothing to like put him into character, as Josie said. So I think he was like, I'm like, you couldn't have cast anyone else. Like mm-hmm. I love him. He's a gem. He's a treasure. Don't get me wrong. I'm not hating on Christopher Walken. We all adore him. We love him, but it just it didn't make sense for this character at all. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, those are pretty much the small nitpicks for me. And Amanda, how do you think mm-hmm. that Austin Butler stacks up against Sting? <laughs> I, I I like I like Austin Butler's way more. I I honestly the David Lynch version of Dune is just not. Yeah, yeah, it's not. I kind of wish they would have gave him that costume that Sting premieres in, though. Yeah, why? I mean, they yeah. give us the ab shot. He is like halfway there, but I'm like, He's, where's yeah. the little tiny underwear? Like Sting walks out of that little incubator and in that david lynch version and like this little shiny <laughs> that was like, oh, okay <laughs> but i guess it didn't i don't know how they would have done that costume though considering how the harkonnens dress but well no, they missed out, they missed out. <laughs> the only um the only other the only other it's not even again it's like nothing here for me it's like really a big yeah you know issue it's like small things the fetus, I do get it. I, I get it. I didn't have a problem that much with it, but I get it why it's a little jarring, you know. But um, I guess it might be a book thing. I like just, I, I had flashbacks to Blonde. Oh, my God. Oh, Stop. that's Ooh. why. <laughs> yeah, that, that is the last time so I saw a fetus like I think at that screen. point, <laughs> it's not the movie's fault. It's just my trauma. Yeah, <laughs> the trauma from I Blonde. Hear, I feel um the only thing that i i guess i it was a little jarring when it was happening was the the character change in this because i do feel like it's i feel like from if you want i have to watch it again but i feel like i don't want to spoil anything but there's a character who, who goes to a really big arc and i feel like from the start in the beginning there isn't mu- a lot of undertones of things happening that would lead to the character to all of a sudden have these thoughts. So initially it was like, you know, I was like, Oh, okay. You know, I was like, Oh, it's, it's, it's okay. Um, but it, so it took me a while to get into that arc, the rest of the arc, you know, as it was, as the movie was like finishing up, but maybe if I do a second watch, maybe there'll be like more kind of, little undertones of like you know things being said where it'll make more sense to me but at first it was it was a little it felt a little out of nowhere but i guess they're all colonizers yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay wait now manda you've read the book josie have you read the book no but i'm a bookseller (laughs) (laughs) so i know things i feel like they don't go into this but Mm -hmm. What do these worms eat? People, probably. But there's not enough people to sustain something that big. So I'm like, I don't know why this popped in. Maybe it's that damn bucket. I feel like it's probably that damn AMC popcorn bucket that got me thinking crazy like this. And I'm like, (laughs) what do these worms eat? Do they just eat like, you know how regular worms eat? dirt do they just eat the sand maybe they keep because they're bottom feeders yeah Yeah, like maybe that's all because i was like these are huge ass creatures and would require a lot of Mm -hmm. food um to stay alive and move um, maybe (laughs) but they also can't eat the the sand because then arrakis would not have anything (laughs) they're so huge (laughs) yeah well they probably recycle it back 
Maybe. You know, because nice. how, how worms help with your garden, the manure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's why there's dunes. Maybe that's (gasps) is spice secretly worm uh, depositing. Okay, is that the recycled (laughs) sand is the spice from the worms? I solved it. I (laughs) the spice. We need to call. We need to find the biologist (laughs) expert on arrakis, please. Off a cliff, this damn review. That is crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> are oh, we by the way, Hans Zimmer yes. didn't come to play with y'all yet again because this no. score amazing. Score great. Oh, so, oh, la- so last thing I'll ask, because it, you know it's clear we all love the movie. Last thing I'll ask, do you guys agree with what I've been seeing today as far as if this came out last year, Dune would have been, I mean, um, Oppenheimer would have been cooked? Mm. Because that's what everybody was saying, like, you know. Uh, in the Christopher, technical, you, well, they, they I just like, think in the better... technical categories we would have had a battle. Like right yeah. now, oh, yeah. Oppenheimer yeah. is pretty much unopposed in like cinematography yeah. and all mm-hmm. you know score. It would have had to beat Dune, and I don't. I think they at least would have been splitting those categories. But uh, best picture, I still think Oppenheimer. It, oh, it's more it would have taken it. Oppenheimer. It definitely would have been Oppie. Well, it depends oh, what comes out this year. Doom right didn't now, win the first time, Dwayne. <laughs> and yeah, he didn't the even Ops, get nominated. Denis wasn't, wasn't even nominated. Denis was not nominated, so. Nah, yes. man. I don't oh, know yeah. what could come out this year that could top this in my eyes. I'm already saying that. <laughs> it's only like, it's about I to mean, be March. I feel like, the same way. Yeah, see, yeah. Like, I think a lot of people are like, no one's touching this. You don't think Deadpool and Wolverine is gonna... <laughs> <laughs> well, are we talking Oscars? Or are we talking like... Movie? But I feel like this, <laughs> this has to have the... I mean, what is gonna be able to beat this for any tech category? Like, the first Doom yeah, yeah. swept through the tech category. Yeah, like this will definitely win cinematography. There's yeah, no cinematography. Zimmer has a second score. one in the bag. Like, yeah, score, sound. Uh, I mean, damn, visual damn effects. Nothing's going to be able to beat this in those categories. Yeah. It's that, impossible. Yeah. That damn voice thing they do before the movie starts, like that little. Oh my god! That so I watched like, this with Leo. <laughs> <laughs> the lights went down, and that the like spice controls everything. Yeah, Leo yeah. literally jumped. He was like, "What the hell? We started with the jump scare." <laughs> I thought that was how they were gonna start. I was like, "Wait, no logos, no nothing." Then they put up the Warner Brothers thing. I was like, "Okay, yeah, they're doing the, yeah, they're doing the same thing." They had as, like, to the set first the one. tone. They so, had to set the tone. Yeah, so I I love the movie. I love. It. I cannot wait to watch it again. I'm glad we got some good food in 2024. It's been wretched, but I'm happy that this is here. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts, anyone, Larry? Any final thoughts on Dune Part Two? Did you get the bucket? I have. I can't. You know, I've really been tempted. Like the other critics of that screening were like bought the bucket, and they're like, you have to. And especially because people start knowing that I'm like the popcorn bucket person. I get all the damn popcorn buckets. Uh, <laughs> I just can't get myself. I can't get myself to buy it, y'all. I can't. Get the damn bucket. Uh, oh, man. I, I want it, but then I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. How much is it? Is, it? is it 29? 25, I think. I'm Gucci, man. I don't. I know. mean, at least they went back down because AMC got a little bit big for their. Yeah, they tried to go year. like 32 or something like that. They, they were getting, getting crazy. crazy with some of these buckets. Um, but no, it's amazing. I agree with Amanda. Uh, if you know, 
uh, me, I am a fantasy person. Fantasy is like my jam. I, mm-hmm. I am always a little bit easier on high fantasy than I am on other genres, I feel like, because mm-hmm. it's just, I gravitate towards it. I love world building. I love same, same. all of this type of stuff. So when you do it this well, I, I it's, it's going to be a tough act to beat for me yeah. this year. I mean, the bar yeah. is high. Thankfully, I have a couple from last year, one that Josie just saw, Problemista. Hey. Um, and a couple so, uh, so good. that are up there for me. Like, So thankfully, I have a few good ones from 2024, thanks to mm-hmm. the holdovers from last year that I saw. But man, Dune is just, this is going to be tough to beat. It's, yeah. it's really that good. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, Amanda, how about you? Any final thoughts? I just want people to love Timothy Chalamet. And if you go watch (laughs) Dune Part 2, you can see that my boy can act. And he's always been able to act. So you guys can all just simmer the act down. And just appreciate him moving forward because he is like, he is a movie star. And he commands that screen. Considering the other actors that are around him, like he commands it, okay? Um... And I just, I adore him. I love this cast. I've been watching like interviews same. and all of that. It's such a special cast. Young Hollywood is thriving. I sent this tweet out Ooh, like same, uh, a couple days ago, actually Sunday when I watched it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you have Florence and Zendaya and Austin and uh, and Timmy and this, but like they're, they're just so incredible and you're not going to get them in a movie like this together later on in their careers. And that's why something like this is so special. And like, I hate saying like, you look at the outsiders and the actors that came out of the outsiders, like you wouldn't get all of them to work together Mm -hmm. in the same way. So like Dune, obviously they're two very different films, but I'm just saying like, it's something special. And I think that more people will appreciate them. I love this. I mean, I I agree with you wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. Like let's get into this new generation. That's just, they're cooking right now, and yeah. I completely agree. Like, why are we giving awards to Jerry Curtis? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> so, like, I completely agree with that. Um, I love what you said regarding regarding just um, everyone to love uh, Timothy Chalamet. I I loved him for a long time, but this yeah. was like, I feel like that. I feel like that scene that everyone's taking, you know, t- that's talking up. Everyone's talking about from the trailer. Um, I feel like. A lot of other actors could have been really cheesy with that scene, but like my entire theater, like I said, they just stopped what they were doing when that when that came up. Yeah. And I love it, it. It made it more impactful um, the way he said it, and that it was over actual like no music, no nothing, like actual mm-hmm. silence. I thought it was great. Um, and then he lastly, Josie of that Oscar. I'm sorry, y'all. He was robbed. He I was agree. robbed. He was who? Tim Tam. The, the show. Uh, yeah. He, he should have won for. I know Call Me By Your Name is controversial, but I love he that movie move. and that he's too. really great in it. Yep. And, Gary Oldman, move um, out the way. The communist in me right now wants to say, Our boy, Amanda, our boy. Ah, ah, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yes, yes. On the weekend. It's okay. <laughs> 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 we also need to move and take a seat. We're tired of your ass. There's, <laughs> there's child support and everything. We split him yeah, during we, the week. We're good. Um, <laughs> 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 but uh, what can I say? I love this movie. Thank you to the Dune press team for using my social reaction in the most epic way. Now I can Ooh. sleep peacefully at night every night. <laughs> 
This is how it's, I felt when they used like the Eternals movie used one of my quotes, and I was just oh on the cloud. God. I would have died. Cloud seventeen. Died. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But it's it's a fun movie. Go watch it. Um, we'll say kind of disappointed at the premieres and the fashion being used to promote this movie because it's very tone deaf. But. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Other than that, um, have fun, but also don't be afraid to look at a film with a critical eye, considering everything that's happening right now in a sociopolitical con- con- concept. Anyways, <laughs> I was gonna say, why are you saying that? Like the end of like one of those infomercials when they're like telling you all the like warnings of like this medication. <laughs> <So fast. laughs> How you just sound? So you know? I was like, all right, all right. Um, yeah, I love the movie yeah. as well. Uh, great time i cannot wait to watch it again i hope you guys um enjoy it because i know there's people who don't get to go to these i know sunday what sunday imax amc thing was you know did have was mostly just uh you know public but those were you know those those tickets sold out quick so um i'm i'm really excited for the general audience to get out there and see it looks like we're finally gonna have a hit on our hands when it comes to like you know box office performances this week so we'll see how it does and i'm Really excited for everyone to watch it. So, everyone, that is it for our review of Dune Part 2. Thank you guys all for listening. Really appreciate it. I'll go around, get everyone's social media. I'll start with you, Larry. Let everyone know they can follow you. Yeah, you can find me over on Twitter at ChiliBoyYT and on YouTube and Instagram at ChiliBoyProductions. All right, and Manda. Yeah, you guys can always follow me over at AMX Indie Reviews on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. You can check out my website, CandidXCinema.com, and my YouTube, Candid Cinema. And Josie. You can follow me at the Josie Marie on Twitter and Letterboxd, and you can get signed copies of my book at BooksAreMagic.net. Yay! Woo! All right, everyone, you can follow me on Twitter. At Cinematic94. You can follow the podcast, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinematic World. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Manda, Larry, and Josie. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye bye.